I'm Bill Bateman, one of the team here at Refuse to Be a Victim Personal Protection Training, and this is our podcast for November the 14th. Uh, welcome back. We're glad to see you here. I'm uh, reeling from 114. I'm going to talk primarily about that. Before I do, I want to let you know the classes are still scheduling. I just updated uh, for December and January. We are finding a lot of people with our basic shooter class like to come in either at 9 in the morning and get it taken care of because it's a three-hour commitment, put you out at noon, or like to come in about 1 o'clock. And so those are the times we have listed on the schedule. If you're an early riser and want to come in at uh, 8 a.m., that's not a bad plan. We can work with you, is what I'm saying. I do point out it is getting darker earlier, so coming in late afternoon is going to make it uh, somewhat problematic. So let's think of 9 and 1 for our basic shooter class. We have December and January posted. It is the second Saturday of each month for our concealed carry class and those are indoors at Medford Rifle Pistol Club so those will still be from uh, 9 to 4 or 9 to 3. The extra hour is if you get the Arizona certification. Lots of other good things happening. We have gift certificates available and it's fairly simple. All you have to do is go to the classes section and at the bottom of the page we have information on how to get a gift certificate. You pick out the class you want, copy and paste it in the little box, tell us who it's for, how many you want, and then the recipient can schedule that class. We do ask you schedule in advance. This is not pre-registration. This is just you have paid for the class. You gotta sign up. So we always recommend you come in at least a week, usually two weeks early, for any class you're going to take. Uh, This is good for new shooters. This is good for private classes. It's something that we'll be happy to work with you on. If you have questions, reach out. Give the gift of safety and self-reliance this holiday season doesn't require batteries. All right, let's take a look at this 114 business. I am quite frankly uh, stunned. Uh, My wife is a native Oregonian and she said she can't believe that Oregonians did this and the usual response is no. It was a couple of counties up north with a lot of -of out-of-staters and out-of-state money and that may be the case but it doesn't matter. It passed. Uh, It's barely finished the counting, uh, is the information I have. They have not yet actually totaled up all the ballots, but they're already putting restrictions in place. This is as of information I have on Sunday the 13th, approximately 1 p.m. But this is the information I have. We've put it on the website, and December 7th will be the last day to purchase a firearm equipped and sold with a magazine, more than 10 rounds any magazine with a capacity greater than 10 rounds, any firearm if the purchaser doesn't have a valid Oregon firearms purchase permit, and as of December 8th, a valid Oregon firearms purchase permit will be required to buy any firearm. At this time, here's the fun part, there are no known law enforcement agencies issuing said Oregon Firearms Purchase Permit. 
The new Oregon firearm purchase permit may require live fire training before a permit will be issued, and state background check delays are possible and are very likely to impact your ability to take possession of a firearm before December 8th. In other words, the stampede to the sales counter is uh, going to be phenomenal. So those are the facts as I know them at this time. As new information becomes available, it will be updated and put on the website. This is hardly a sweeping mandate. It's not like 80% said yes and 20% said no. It was 50.8 to 49.2. That's a 1.6% difference. Again, not a sweeping victory. Locally, Jefferson County, 73% of us said no. And actually, as I look, only five counties voted yes. Benton, Hood, Lane, Lincoln, Multnomah, and Washington. Now, interestingly enough, other counties had over 80% on the no vote. And I'm looking at you, Grant, Harney, and Lake counties. And looking at the NBC site I used for the data, most counts are 90% or above. That is, 90% of the ballots have been counted. There are a few in the 80s, and there's still one as of this hour that was down at 70% of the ballots. I'm going to include that link for you to go to and check this out. I'm sure it will change between the time I record it and the time that you actually get to hear this. But the point is, uh, it's not even technically all the ballots counted and already restrictions are coming in. I don't want to be the guy who does the armchair quarterbacking. I know both my wife and I and everybody at the range took an active part uh, to stir up the information we could to get information out. I do know that lies still sell. Lies and deceit. I talked to some folks who thought that 114 would address illegal growing by drug cartels in Oregon. It does not. I've been told by individuals that they were, when presented with the petition, they were told they could face arrest if they did not sign the petition to get it on the ballot. That's not true. The point I'm trying to make is there an underlying current of uh, mendacity in this campaign. Uh, there is the unconstitutional nature of it. Duh. But there's also, as we look at voting, as we look at the political spectrum, and I don't care what side you're on, but there are currently 311,000 concealed carry permits issued in Oregon, according to the state website. Approximately 70% of these people are men. Women are continuing to increase, so more women are stepping up and getting concealed carry permits. It's highly likely that these people have partners, significant other. With the razor-thin margins in the past election, I have to wonder if alienating nearly half a million voters is a wise decision. And somebody says, what do you mean, Bill? I mean that at our house, 
those supporting 114, and those who are openly anti-shooters' rights, self-defense, or as we call it at home, the Second Amendment, did not get my vote. One of our local candidates came out saying that those who support shooters' rights, or, as I said, the Second Amendment, as it's known by some of us, are terrorists. Now, I can't vote for that person. I have split my ticket. I normally don't do that. When I was a member of a political party, I tried to vote for some party members, but the last couple elections, I have not. And I think our legislators need to know that just because you've got the big scary candidate on either side, both sides, you've got the Trumposaurus or the Bidenosaurus, and they're both ooh, scary, and if you vote for them, uh, the world's going to end. Well, I call shenanigans on that. I'd call it something else, but we are a family-friendly show. Both parties have lost their collective minds. I have dropped major party affiliation, and I'm splitting my ticket. And if the pundits in Washington and the pundits in Salem finally realized that they were disenfranchising nearly half a million voters at a time when things are passing by 1.2, 1.3%, if at all, Elections have been lost on such razor-thin margins. Shooters are not bad people. Gun people, family, we are not the bad guys. I think we need a consolidated effort to show that people who are gun owners are not the same people who go buy an AR and shoot up an elementary school. Painting us all with that one brush that we are all mentally defective, that there's something wrong with us. Uh, prosecutors like to use, boy, they just couldn't wait to shoot somebody. They practice, and they just can't wait to shoot somebody. Well, the last thing I want to do is shoot anybody. But if I have to do it, I want to do it correctly, so only the aggressor, only the person coming to hurt me or my family or those who cannot defend themselves, such as in the case of rape, that type of thing. I want to do it correctly. I want to make good decisions. I want to be able to defend my family. Reaching out to the political powers that be, I don't care what party you're in, reach out and say, hey, this anti-gun business is starting to cost you votes. It's starting to cost you money. I don't donate to candidates who support that. Calling us terrorists, the name calling, the trying to shame people or making it so that you are a bad person if you own a gun, that's totally wrong. And I've said this before, if we took the word gun out and put gay, lesbian, black, Hispanic, Jewish, any of the groups that constantly get a lot of flap and antagonism, we'd be run out of town. Family, it's time for us to start taking positive steps. This was a faith-based run campaign out of Portland with out-of-state money. Now, I'm, a, I'm an ordained minister, so I really don't have any problem with faith-based movements, directions. I do have a problem when a that faith-based organization uses lies, 
uses falsehoods, uses half-truths, uses and labeling and blaming. Because that's not faith. That's propaganda. That's what I've got for this week. If you'd like to write a letter to your elected representatives, I think that would be a useful and worthwhile uh, thing for you to do. If you are interested in discussing ideas, my email's at the bottom. How can we deal with this long-term campaign of vilifying gun owners? How can we address that in a positive, uh, appropriate way so that we don't look like bad guys and crazy people, but look like the good people that we are? These are things we all have to come together as a family, look at, decide, and take positive, coordinated action on. Yes, being angry, being upset, that's just only natural. But to be angry and then do nothing because hmm, we're not going to make any difference anyway, yeah, it really is. We are seeing how just a couple of hundred votes, one way or the other, influences our political process. Okay, let's be the people who bring that to the table. There's a half a million concealed carry people and their partners out there. Let's work on becoming a positive force in the state of Oregon and letting our national officials know, by the way, let your checkbook and let a well-written, intelligent, thoughtful letter do your talking for you. All right, I'm done. See you at the range, or maybe see you in class, but thank you for listening. Share this with your friends. Reach out if you got ideas. I'd love to hear them. And until next time, be safe. Mm-hmm.